bring in our panel to talk all things about General Motors. The quarterly numbers are out. We have an outlook going forward for the next couple of years. David Whiston is with us, U.S. Autos Equity Strategist of Morningstar. And Lee Bull, CMT Senior Manager, Trader Education with Charles Schwab. Thank you both for being with us. So, David, I'll start with you. As I was combing through the note, um, you, you talked about uncertainty still being there. And, of course, the chip shortage still being an issue, at least probably into the back half of the year, maybe the third quarter. What does this mean for General Motors? Well, if you can call it a good thing, the uncertainty is around things they can't really control. And uh, I think the worst of the chip shortage is probably past this, but it will, it's not like because we, we started a new year and the chip shortage is abruptly over, it will continue to be an issue, at least for the first half of the year. GM sounded pretty uh, optimistic on the call yesterday that they'll basically be at normal production in third quarter. And I, I hope that's true. But um, I think the key uncertainty for, for investors is going to be this uh, uh, guidance they gave yesterday uh, in terms of 25 to 30% wholesale unit growth globally in 22 versus 21, will they be able to keep that up? There seemed to be some skepticism uh, about that. And that, that's understandable given that a year ago after I lose on the first quarter call, they, they were pretty optimistic about the chip shortage. And then a few months later, they weren't very optimistic about the chip shortage. So it's a show me story. And, you know, David, um, Lee, I'm going to get to you in just a moment because I want you to take a look at the chart, too. But, uh, David, as we looked at Mary Barra and what the team is forecasting for 2022 and 2023, and we see the number of 400,000 EV vehicles with a majority in 2022, does that seem – I mean, it seems great. It sounds fantastic. Um, you know, are they likely to achieve some of the numbers they're putting out? I think it's it's definitely feasible, probably more over the, the two-year window rather than just 2022, um, because people are still thinking of GM as just making the bolt, and that's that's really not fair anymore. You've got uh, the Hummer just came out, although it's still very early in its deliveries. Uh, in less than 60 days, the Cadillac Lyra crossover uh, will start deliveries. And then you've got next year, uh, very high-volume uh, vehicles in the full-size pickup truck segment, uh, in particular the Silverado, and then... It just gets better and better from there, bigger and bigger from there. Um, look at that uh, Orion plant retooling they announced last week, $4 billion investment to make uh, electric Silverado and electric Sierras. But there's a lot more to come. Yeah, exciting. I love the idea of the electric Silverado. Um, a lot of folks have been talking about the F-150 from Ford, which is already out. Um, and to your point, Lee Bull, you talked about demand and consumer demand is real. We've seen... Um, Prices for used and new vehicles just soaring, and those really haven't um, come down too much. It's real, right? Demand, people want the cars, Lee. Yes, they do. And I think um, the move into electric vehicles is going to make demand even higher. Uh, we, David was talking about um, some of the releases. I should also point out that, you know, the, uh, the Equinox is coming out too, and the People are very excited about that one because it's got a $30,000 sticker price. So I think that for people wanting to get into an American-made uh, EV and they don't want to look at Tesla for some reason, that this might be uh, definitely um, an alternative. So people are very uh, looking forward to that for sure. Right. And Lee, I mean, when you look at the chart here and taking a look at, at what it's up against, I mean, I still remember when uh, GM merged from bankruptcy, I was just reading through um, the note that they sent out. 
It's amazing from July of 2009 and what an incredible company it remains now, today. Um, what's the big picture when you take a look at the chart? Well, yeah, we had that big run up in, uh, in 2020. And now, like a lot of these uh, companies that had that huge run up last year, they're kind of chopping sideways. You've got a pretty good trading range here. You've got pretty good support down there at, at 47. Um, that's also the 38.2% retracement level from its move off the March 2020 bottom. So that's pretty good support. There's pretty good resistance, though, up there at about 67-ish. Uh, uh, I would notice that for momentum traders, you know, we're below all the major moving averages, though. The 50, the 100, and the 200 are right on top of each other. And that's right around uh, 57 and a half. So I think there's some resistance up there. I think also people were a little disappointed they were maybe thinking they would restart their dividend and they didn't do that. So maybe that's why we're chopping around right. a little bit too. Yeah, and, and actually, Dave, you had that in your note. You talked a lot about the dividend. There was hope for a restart there, but at the same time, they do have, they have um, uh, the adjustive automotive free cash flow up 88% in, you know, from the quarter, fourth quarter of 2020. And that gives them some ability here to move forward and invest and, and do things right for the company if they're not focusing on the dividend. You think that's okay? That's a good move, David? Uh, I do, actually. And the dividend's an, an, an important point because typically automakers do pay dividends and, and investors want that. Um, but GM's had two high-profile opportunities since October, the analyst day on the call yesterday, as well as the CFO at a conference in December to commit to resuming the dividend. And they're not doing that. They're giving very vague language about you know, evaluating things and, and whatnot. And I think, honestly, I don't. I made the prediction in October that they're not going to bring the regular dividend back. And I, I stand by that. I think they're using the pandemic and the chip shortage as an opportunity to reset the investor base and try and get some more growth-oriented investors in uh, over yield investors and perhaps, hopefully, uh, uh, for their sake, drive up the PE multiple. But they have the money, David, to your point. Somebody yes. who yeah, right. And, and and to your point as well, they they chose to do exactly what you said, and that's not to reinstate that dividend. Tell me, David, about the landscape, because this is what you do day in and day out. You are all about these automakers. Um, is there a best to worst? Is there a best positioned when you look at the balance sheet? Um, what do we need to know uh, from the all the players? Yeah, I, I cover GM, Ford, Toyota, and Honda. I, I used to cover Tesla. I, I've uh, transition that over to a colleague, but um, and even when you include Tesla, though, the liquidity on all these names is excellent. The cash flow, cash balances are excellent. The credit line availability is excellent. So they've got plenty of capacity to invest for that, uh, for the legacy guys to transition to uh, an all electric future. And GM's doing that with the vehicles I mentioned, and Lee brought up the Equinox, and they're also teasing something even cheaper than the Equinox. Um, and I think that's a really exciting story. It's, you, know, you asked about the landscape. I mean, it, it, this used to be uh, the EV side of things used to just be Tesla and then the startups, but really now GM, Ford, the Germans, even Toyota, as of their big EV announcement in December, it, it's it's all in for everybody. And I, I think personally that's bad news for some of the startups. Tesla's beyond the startup phase at this point, but mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's really exciting. Consumers are going to have a lot of choice and investors have a lot of choice too. Yeah. I'll give you 10 seconds, Lee. I know you were looking um, also at the, the strong transaction prices. Quickly, 10 seconds. Right, yeah, the wholesale um, transaction prices are higher. And uh, also going forward, you know, what does it mean for Ford tonight? That's what everybody's 
asking as well. And I think yeah. uh, it right. bodes well for Ford. And our model, for what it's worth, ranks Ford one rung higher than GM at the moment. Oh, good to know they are too. Lee Bull, Charles Schwab, David Wisson, Morningstar. Thank you both very, very much. Great to see you both. Appreciate it.